Hey, and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. And on today's episode, I do a really cool interview with a guy named Vish, who is a love and dating coach. And specifically, he focuses on the area of meditation. Now, I'm kind of going along with some uh, recent episodes that I've put out on getting over overcoming fear and getting over anxiety, things like that. And I know that there's a lot of guys out there who have a lot of fear and anxiety and and a lot of nerves around the idea of meeting women and going on dates and approaching women. So I wanted to get really practical today and find someone for you who can really help out in the arena of meditation and teaching you some really cool tools. And that's what he's going to be going over today, going over some really cool tools to help you really reduce that fear and anxiety and get to a really solid core, a solid emotional state where you're not worrying so much. So if that sounds like like you, someone who's worrying a lot and gets anxiety around the idea of talking to beautiful women, I highly suggest that you listen to this episode all the way through because Vish is a very smart man and he's going to teach you a certain technology on how to be able to get more in touch with you so you can, like I said, live in that really solid emotional state. So check it out. Here's my interview with Vish. Hey, Vish, happy to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thanks, Rob. It's, it's an honor and a pleasure, man. Yeah. I really loved meeting you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Off immediately. <laughs> absolutely. We, we met, what was it at this point, maybe a couple months ago at the Love Coaches yes. Conference, right? Yes. Yeah, and it was awesome. We were going into some stuff, and we both decided it'd be really cool to have you on the How to Talk to Girls podcast and go over some some knowledge and some wisdom that you have that you can share with with some of the guys here. So thanks for doing that. Thanks, man. All right, let's do it. So tell me, uh, well, I know a little bit, but why don't you tell the, the guys listening a little bit about yourself and your background and how you got into this and and you know why you're qualified to teach some of this stuff. Give a little... Give a little bio on yourself. Yeah, and nobody goes to school wanting to be a love coach, uh, and I'm no different. And I come from this family of nerds and steroids where everybody is an engineer. And I, and I wanted to be different, and I chose the biology route. And I wanted to be a scientist. Uh, came to the U.S., to Indiana, to do a Ph.D. in genetics. Uh, uh, cut a long story short, I sort of had a revelation when I was uh, in the lab there that I was not meant to do this. Uh, and the revelation was like, oh, wow, I, I need to be in front of the screen uh, to be in the movies to bring high consciousness. Because any problems I've had in life, I've always overcome them through yoga and meditation practice. I was uh, When I came, I had no money. Uh, I come from a sort of uh, little well-off family, but I stopped taking money from my parents. wanted to do it on my own. Uh, and use meditation to manifest anything I want, my body, my, everything. So I moved to San Diego the following year, uh, went and got a couple of master's degrees. Uh, and my story about how I met my wife, uh, and she's one of the most beautiful women on this planet, or the most beautiful women <laughs> uh, on this planet. Uh, and that story uh, sort of blew up in the media. Uh, I'm just giving a, a summary of how I came here. Uh, to do this type of work. Uh, and can I well, just hold, go hold, on? Let, let's, let, let's back up. I want to hear this story. All right. Okay. Yeah, That's let's cool. hear that. Let's, let's hear this story. How much story. time you got? All right. Yeah, the, the story goes, uh, I, uh, like I said, I always use meditation. Uh, and you can use a meditation practice. In the United States, it's just barely starting. 
It's uh, the whole yoga meditation movement, which came from India, is barely 100 years old. And as of right now in the Western world, people use mostly meditation just for stress relief or to get rid of anxiety. It's, uh, they're at that level. But in India, it's, uh, it's, it's in our DNA. Uh, it's been practiced for over 10, close to 10,000 years, uh, rec- recorded history. Uh, we use it for manifestation. We use it for uh, uh, finding God, uh, finding the divine consciousness inside you, uh, a, a visualization uh, to have intuitive experience, on and on. Things which are just just not for stress or, or anxiety relief. And since I grew up in the culture and I had so much opportunity to use these meditation practices for myself, I, I was a pretty skinny kid. I wanted to build a, a muscular body. I went from 140 pounds to now I'm at 210 with less than 10% body fat. I did that through the power of visualization and meditation. So I knew when time came for me to get married, uh, just like uh, a, a trainer can tell you, that, hey, I can uh, help you get a six-pack and, uh, and build muscle in six months if you do this, this, this practice. At the end of six months, if you don't get the six-pack and if you don't build muscle, what's the trainer going to say? He's going to say, you didn't, you didn't follow a diet regimen I told you or I, you didn't work out enough, uh, you ate carbs at night, blah, 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 because it's a system which has been proven over and over. The same way in the, in the yoga text, we have specific techniques to manifest that ideal mate. And, and the yoga mass and the yoga masters have said that if you sincerely practice these techniques, in six months you will attract that ideal mate into your sphere of influence. And a little bit is spoken about in uh, in the secret uh, law of attraction, uh, this concept or the science which I'm talking about. So I said, all right. Uh, Everything I've done is through meditation, and there's no reason not to try this technique, and I did. And third month into my practice, I got, I got an opportunity to work in a, in a movie because, I, as, you, as I told you, I wanted to be in Hollywood as an actor. I still do, um, which is another part of my uh, major part of my work. Uh, uh, and I got this opportunity to be on set as, a, as an AD assistant director in San Diego, which is where I'm from, uh, and third month into my practice. And you have to do for six months. Uh, and sixth month into my practice, we had already been shooting for two, three months, and we would shoot over the weekends. Uh, sixth month into my practice, I uh, one day on set, uh, it's a really hot August day in San Diego, a small room, suddenly I get this incredible feeling in my heart. And and I didn't understand, I, even in my deepest meditations, I never felt that, uh, what what uh, in different masters have called this this joy that surpasses all understanding, this love, this unconditional love, which is present in each and every person inside you, and I felt that, and I wow, I said wow, this is this is crazy. Then as I turned around, this, this five and a half feet of gorgeousness is standing right behind me, and when she walked away, uh, the feeling went away. Uh, are you there, Trip? Are you listening? Oh yeah, attentively. <laughs> And the feeling went away, and I didn't put two and two together. That night, when I sat down for my nightly meditation, after my meditation, I always uh, uh, speak to the higher power, speak to God, and and if you're really, really calm, you can hear your God's response, which comes as intuition. And intuition is the difference between our egotistical, egoistic opinions or desires versus intuition. Is intuition when it comes, it's set in stone. 
if it's an intuitive experience, it comes from your sixth sense. It's a gift. It's a gift of soul. It can never go wrong. And I knew when I heard the intuitive experience that she is the one I've been searching for. Wow. And my, my regular my regular mind couldn't make sense of it. My science mind is like, the only thing I asked when I, when I said, okay, I want to get married, only thing I asked was, I didn't ask for a beautiful girl. I didn't ask for a wealthy person. Uh, anything which the ego wants, it's, it's impermanent. It's going to disappear. Just like uh, the music you liked when you were 12, year old, 12, 12 years old, or the music in your 30s is completely different. You just go back and say, oh, I can't believe I love that. So that's the nature of the ego. It keeps changing constantly. The same way if we base our decisions of love on the ego, it's going to keep changing. And that's the reason marriages don't last, relationships don't last, because you're constantly changing. Anyway, we also have this permanent nature inside us, which is the seed of unconditional love. And through meditation, we can access that, that part of our consciousness. Uh, and that's what I did. And that's the process. It's an internal process where it changes you cognitively. Uh, it changes your emotional state and your energy state. Anyway, without getting to the science of that, and I said, I knew beyond doubt that she was the one I was looking for, but I didn't know if she was interested in meditation. And when I came to the U.S., my, my parents, I come, like I think mentioned to you when, I, when, I, when, you met for, when, I, when we met first a couple of months ago, that I am from the direct lineage of the first master who wrote the first yoga book. Uh, and wow. since I come from this lineage, I come directly from this lineage is one of the requirements of growing up was that I should marry somebody of that equal, equal class who's just from a, a very spiritual family. And my, my dad told me that if I don't do that, I would be disowned. And for me, there was no reason to, and he said, you can do whatever the heck you want with your life. Go study, go do this thing, but this thing, you can't mess with our lineage. So I was carrying this cross. It doesn't mean I was not attracted to women or anything, and women are thinking I'm, I'm gay, and <laughs> because I'll be a nice guy, and won't do anything. Uh, but my, well, I saw no reason to dispute that our challenges because I've seen good marriages and marriages which last a lifetime in the culture I come from. Just as what we take for granted here, uh, an average American family has two, three cars. It's not a big deal. It just is. Uh, and same way, I, where I come from, marriages last. Uh, and so I saw no reason that, okay, this formula works. There's something they're doing which is working. Uh, anyway, and, and, we, uh, and we know... Uh, Quality through time. Quality is a function of time. And something lasts long, and we know there's something. Anyway, so, so I thought, all right. But when this experience happened, it took me by surprise because now I'm in this conflict whether to go after this experience, listen to my soul. If I did that, then I'll have to go against my family. And... Do you want me to continue with the story because it's long, and that's exactly what I. Well, yeah. So, so what happened? Maybe you can give us the quick, quick, you know, ending. Okay, here. I'll so give you happened? a quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, the first challenge was to convince her that she's the one I've been looking for uh, as a night mate. and I did. I after the movie ended, she was the lead in the movie. Uh, she's also a beauty queen. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I called her and I said, uh, "Let me teach you meditation." which I call the world's greatest pickup line. If you tell a girl you teach her meditation, it always works. <laughs> now I coach uh, thousands of people across the world and they use this line. <laughs> That's all the great. Men, uh, learning how to, 
Learn, learning meditation to yeah. meet girls so you can teach them meditation. Yes. <laughs> um, and I did, did work. At first, she thought I was crazy. And then I said, uh, when I told her, I just came right out and I said, uh, hey, this is, what, this is a practice I did. And I transformed myself, uh, worked on myself, and the answer came, it's you. And she thought I was crazy. And I said, you, it's, you're welcome to think I'm crazy, but this is who I am. And this is what happens, and we'll come right into your uh, question of how to talk to beautiful women and uh, for the men who are listening. Uh, most of the time, when there's anxiety, when there's fear, our awkwardness or fear of rejection, one simple answer, you are not in touch with your soul, period. The moment you are in touch with your soul, and what is the soul? The soul is the most beautiful part of you. It's the, it's the most unconditionally loving part of you. It's your higher consciousness. It's inside you in a seed format. As lo- the moment you touch it, just as uh, you would uh, wear a great suit, like a biryani or, or a very suit, it's, it's quality. The same way we all have that soul inside us. The moment you touch that, it's light. Light means just courage just flows from every pore of your being. Just as when light comes in, darkness disappears. The same way the moment you touch your soul, fear disappears. Awkwardness disappears. Uh, nervousness disappears. All these uh, qualities which, which, which make you hop around like a grasshopper when you see a beautiful woman, they disappeared. And that's what happened to me. And when you're so sure and people who don't understand this, uh, and I've seen, and I coach uh, some big celebrities as well, and they always say, and I always ask, hey, so what type of men, men are you attracted to? And women always go around saying, oh, I like a confident man. They really don't know what they're saying. They're not able to articulate what they're saying. What they mean is somebody who's abiding in their true nature. Which, and again, uh, another... Uh, unconscious uh, uh, verbiage for that is, oh, just be yourself. These are words which people don't understand. What they mean is somebody who's in touch with their soul, who's so genuine, it doesn't matter. They're like a rock. And that's one of the reasons we people exchange rocks. Uh, when people marry, uh, here in the Western culture at least, they put a rock. Why? It signifies permanence. And it's a diamond most of the time. It signifies permanence, meaning... Today, day after, eternity, thousands of years from now, is the same qualities. You can polish it. It can get a little dirty. You can keep polishing on it. <laughs> so basically, and that's what we're aspiring for. You're, you're saying that when you get in touch with your soul and you get in touch with who you are and your authentic self at your core, then you can have more, in a sense, emotional stability because you know Absolutely. who you are and you're comfortable with who exactly. you are. So you almost exactly. have no reason to uh to have fear to have anxiety to have worries to have some of those exactly. emotions is that that's correct that's correct absolutely you got it it's just like before you know how to swim and once you become a swimmer before you know how to swim you're scared of water and the water is the water is the same thing so situations are going to beautiful women are going to be there always those, those situations are neutral always. Just because we haven't learned, we haven't touched our soul, we are making up stories. 
oh, she might have seen other guys who are better than me, or she might have seen, uh, we just make up stories. It's nothing but projection of our own fears. And this is just at a psychological level. But in the yoga, we go very, very deep about all these things. We talk about the super consciousness aspect. We talk about all the qualities of sixth sense and how we can get there energetically. We just said, it just get, uh, uh, spoke about uh, emotional stability. And Tony Robbins talks about this. Uh, he, he's talking about, yeah, how does one achieve, uh, how, does, how do you get into your peak, peak performance state? And he's talking about uh, emotional state. Oh, it's all about the emotional state. But now he goes to the city where I grew up in, and he's learning from the same masters I learned from. I mean, it's the masters who, who taught. I mean, it's part of our lineage. And he's learning from them. What, what, what again, like I said, all these uh, motivational speakers don't know, or even including Tony Robbins, is behind the emotional state is something called energy state. And all our job in life to be happy, to be fulfilled, to be successful, is nothing but how we manipulate this energy state. And that's it. And is that connected to what you said? Yoga and meditation. So, so, yeah. the, te- exact, so the technology. So the technology to manipulate this energy state, once you manipulate and master this energy state, that means it's equals to touching your soul, knowing yourself being in touch with your higher consciousness. And then it starts exuding all the qualities. Just as uh, you would take a, a Dalai Lama. You can say he is compassionate, he's, you can say he's loving, he's joyous. All these things go around it. He's just not one, one, one aspect. If he's a saintly person, all these beautiful qualities come up. The same way. Your unique... <laughs> Soul qualities will start manifesting the moment you touch your soul or touch your authentic self. And the technology to do that is through yoga meditation. So maybe at this point, my, you, can, you can teach us how we do that and, and, what the, uh, and what some of the techniques are to be able to tap into this. Because you sold yeah. me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. Because And, and my thing is... Uh, uh, I also come from a neuroscientific uh, background. Uh, I'm just most of, and that's what I was just uh, uh, recently on Michael Beckwith Agape's. Uh, he interviewed me for his show, uh, and uh, I'm sure you, you, you know about uh, Mr. Uh, Reverend Beckwith, who who owns Agape, who was in Secret. I've heard the name. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he talks about manifestation, and yeah, there are so many masters who are working on that, uh, and. What I talk about uh, from a meditation yoga perspective is just not the woo-woo aspect. Oh, touching my soul, touching my divine consciousness. No, I talk about what happens in the brain. And again, in my workshops, I talk in detail. So coming back to the uh, the techniques of it uh, itself is, uh, uh, and I'll just give a, a simple technique. Uh, the, the first thing we need to understand conceptually is we can manipulate this energy state at three levels. Uh, the body, the mental emotional level, and the spiritual level. And the technology for that is the first thing at the body level, what you should be, what you should be doing is always say, start from today, let's say it's 20th of April, give yourself six months. Just as, hey, you're going to the gym the first day, you want to get fit. Most of the time, a minimum is six months. But give yourself six months. And first, to master the energy at the physical level, do stretching. Go to any uh, yoga classes, 
take a Bikram yoga or any and work on the spine first. Stretch the spine. Now, since we are doing an audio interview, I'm not able to show you. Uh, but in my workshops, I can show you how to stretch the spine. And why is that important? Why is that important for confidence? Why is that important for authentic self? Just in one line, because every day we sit, the spine bends. The spine compresses. When the spine compresses and bends, we have our sensory motor nerves coming and going from the spine, which are what, what, what biologically we call afferent and the efferent nerves. So because of this compression of sitting for long hours and not having right posture, it bites, the spine bites into these nerves. And if they bite into the nerves, the signals are not complete. When the signals are not complete, you're getting improper perception. You're not getting the full power of what the nerve signals are telling you. So the first, first step, just this alone will fix your love life, will fix your success, will fix your body. And that's why Hatha, what the Western world is calling yoga, the true yoga masters where, uh, the, uh, from the horse's mouth, we say that's just Hatha yoga, just a physical aspect. That's just mastering the physical. But it's nothing to do with mastering the mental emotional, which will be the next stage of mastery, mastering the energy state. So before we go into that, I want, I want to understand more about this because I'm a little confused. So you're saying if we're able to okay. stretch our spine more, sit up straight, uh, maybe even work at a standing desk, work on our posture, you're helping complete some of the nerve responses because you're not bending your yeah. spine. And what does that do exactly? So, so what that does is, like I said, if, uh, it's just like a broken signal in a wire. If the wire is all convoluted, it's not passing signals right. Yes? Does it make sense to you? Yeah, that makes sense. But what is that, way, how is that affecting yeah, us? Yeah. So how is that affecting us? Because it's not, you're not, the nerve signals are not complete. So when I touch, let's say you touch something, and immediately the, your, your, your brain tells you this is what it feels like. Right? It's a perception. If yeah. the signals are broken, you're not getting the full power of the sensory experience. Because the nerve signals are improper and there's not enough circulation going to the brain and it's not a complete circuit. Just, be, just as if you have a bridge and the, all, the, all the bridges are broken and one or two bridges are alive and you take that. But imagine all the bridges and all the nerves and all the wires are working perfectly. Your experience, your senses, your five senses, your, five, your sense perceptions would work to its potential. Does it make sense? Yeah, Just because that, that makes you unblocked, sense. you unblocked the energy. You unblocked by straightening the wires, by stretching. And then with that, how does that the help block, us? Why, why do we want that? Yeah. Why you want that? That's where, because your sensory experiences of life helps you make decisions. Okay, shall I go for this person or shall I not? Every minute is decision-making. Shall I go do this business or not? Shall I buy this house or not? It's humanity's greatest challenge. Every second you're called to make a decision. Yes? And if you get, if you get whether, whether it's the highest level, whether uh, that's one of the reasons I made the cover of CEO magazine uh, a year and a half ago, because I spoke to the editor and the editor didn't want to put a yoga guy. Uh, and I said, what is the most important quality of a CEO? And he said, leadership, oh, selflessness. I said, no, it's decision-making, my friend. Every second, if you get decisions right, you'll be supremely happy. If you get decisions wrong, oh, it's either divorce or loss of money, loss of success, loss of health. Bad, what people got bad choices. 
Now, I want to put you in an optimal state where I want to promise where you're helping yourself get make your decisions from an empowered state. And for that, first thing you need to do is fix your posture. Got it. Okay. And cool. what the fixing the posture would do, it'll maximize your potential for circulation. It'll maximize your potential for having all the nerve nerve currents to function properly. Right now, it's it's, it's getting stuck in bad posture. So I'm, that's what I'm now. I'm now sitting up more straight since we've talked. <laughs> yeah, people always do that. <laughs> I see this in even my TV interviews everywhere. Because the moment I start talking about posture, everybody oh, that's it. And that's why when you see somebody with good posture, they exude confidence. They don't. We are already designed for that. We are already designed for empowerment. We are already designed for confidence. All we need to do is just go according to our true nature, which is right posture, perfect curvature. Of the spine. Why? Because simple. It's biting into your sensory and motor nerves. If it bites into your sensory and motor nerves, you are reading things incorrectly, or having putting yourself your higher probability of reading things incorrectly, which is disastrous. I coach some. I coach even a billionaire, and they're looking for love. Even the billionaires, and I coach some of the uh, uh, biggest actresses in the country. They don't have love. Incorrect perception. Period. Once you fix the body, yeah. So shall we go from the body to the mental, emotional now? Yeah, let's let's move or, to the next. Do you one. have any other question? No, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, let's so keep moving. Okay, yeah. So okay, so the next level of mastery and how to master your energy state is at the mental, emotional level. So how are we going to do that? It's by regulating our breathing rate. So what the yoga masters found is just as I cannot walk up to any person who is anxious to let's say in this in this scenario. Uh, to talk to a beautiful girl, for example. You just can't go up to them and say, hey, hey, be confident. Hey, don't be scared. You're, 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 she will like you. And they might just say yes in front of you, but when the situation happens, <laughs> reality, they feel so scared, they're sweating the hands, their heart is beating, uh, heart is beating. Why is that? The reason this type of pep talk or just thinking I'll be better or more confident or from here today, those things don't work is because we are trying to use the mind to overcome the mind. Okay. Does it make sense to you? Yeah. If you, if you try to use the mind to overcome the mind, it will never work because it's the same consciousness which created the problem. And you're using the same consciousness. Einstein said uh, the height of stupidity is you cannot solve a problem at the same level it was created in. Uh, which we uh, yoga masters are adept at, and it's been defined and diagnosed very clearly. So now, what can manipulate your mind? What can change your mind is your breath. And there's thousands of studies, and I myself, uh, uh, I've written some stuff, uh, how you can manipulate your mind, mind meaning your emotional state, your perception, through power of breathing. So for example, the Navy SEALs, the heart beats in the low 30s per minute. And one of the what is the greatest quality of a Navy SEAL? They can think clearly in extremely stressful situations. Period. That's it. And all, if you take a because of person, all because of their breathing. Exactly, they have mastered this breathing. Their lung capacity is so high; it can retain oxygen. I can go on and on about the technology of it, the yoga technology of it. But the, here we don't have this thing. So I'll just give you a brief uh, overview. So 
if you manipulate or master your breathing rate, it will directly control and manipulate your heart rate. So the moment your heart slows down, your restless mind slows down. The moment your restless mind slows down, you sort of start getting control over your emotional state because you've fixed the energy state, which is breathing. Do you have any but this, do you have any tips in terms of how to do proper breathing? Yes. Uh, yeah, once uh, just uh, sit erect the same way and and breathe, inhale through your nostril with the mouth closed. And I'll just maybe we can audio it and uh, we will try and get it. Uh, and you inhale through your nostril with the mouth closed. So count of probably five or six, or if it's comfortable, maybe three deep. Hold for a count of three or five, whatever is comfortable. Then exhale through your mouth with the sound. Okay, I'll try. Again. I'll try it right Inhale. now. So you do the sound twice. So. When you exhale, so the, you go exactly like, like that. So what this is doing? Inhale, yeah, inhale through nostril, exhale through the mouth. So what what you're doing right now is every human being, because of bad posture and wrong living and bad eating, we have a ton of carbon dioxide in the lower lobes of our lungs. And carbon dioxide is is not good. It makes the system acidic. And it's uh, it's against you what you want <laughs> before without getting in too much into the technology of it. So when so I'm sorry, there's a phone going. Um, so you are expelling the carbon dioxide in this thing. So and and when you ex, when you expel the carbon dioxide and you start thinking clearly, and if you keep doing this over time, you'll start expelling a ton of carbon dioxide which is accumulated in the lower lobes of your lungs and you're oxygenating yourself. The moment you oxygenate yourself, you have start having more energy and clarity of thought descends, empowerment descends. This is the beginning of mastering your mental and emotional state. So it's this, just one of the exercises. And I've, I was going to say this is something you can do before you go on a date, before you approach a girl. Absolutely. And I, Yes, and do it for a few minutes, maybe you know, three times, 40 times. I do it in a car while driving. Uh, and make sure it's out in the open uh, as possible so that you can get as much oxygen as possible. And this uh, oxygenation, this energy in Sanskrit, we call prana. And the prana is the mother of magnetism and electricity. And this prana is your, is your bank balance. And it's, it's our job to create the prana high. And the prana is what determines your energy state. If you have high prana, you have high energy, and you have, you, you, and you have supremely, supreme mastery over your emotions. And that's it. And then that becomes a joyous life, touch with your soul, all those things happen. So all we focus on is this energy state, which is regulating prana. So this is the next stage of mastery, mental and emotional through breathing. And the third stage is through meditation. This is where you start listening to your sixth sense, your intuition, which is super important. 
for example, let's say that, and I've seen this and I, and I coach uh, a ton of couples. Yeah, two people are very, very beautiful. The guy likes the girl. And he falls for her. And it becomes disastrous. Things. I mean, I cannot tell you how horrible some of the stories are. Yes, and you you know that too. You're, you're a coach. Oh, I wish I knew she was this way. Uh, and she goes, oh, I wish knew, he knew you were such a, uh, I, I knew that you were such a jerk. Why? Because it's incorrect perception. You <laughs> made a bad decision. Now, if you go into the silence, which is the third state of mastery, through meditation, your soul starts speaking to you. And it's there to help you. Help you make the right decision. And that's, that's the billion-dollar thing, billion-dollar technology you want to have in your kitty, is to go into the silence so that you can have mastery over yourself, mastery over your energy state, so that you can write, make an empowered decision. Things go wrong after that, hey, things, things happen. But at least you will know how to deal with them. So this is, and that's all my work, which started in the relationship, is going into the business level. Now I'm coaching a lot of CEOs because in I challenge them. I can change anybody's emotional state in seven minutes or less. So I coach them because they want to feel empowered before making a decision. The same way in this case, people want to feel empowered before talking to a beautiful woman. These three things, fix the posture, do breathing, go into silence. Spend five, ten minutes, morning, night. And when you say, when you, when you say go into uh, silence, maybe give a little direction there. Like what, do you, what do you mean by that exactly? Yeah, uh, there's a process to go into silence. After this breathing, uh, there are different meditation techniques you can practice. Uh, and I'll just give one uh, uh, theoretically, and I'll just explain. And you can practice that if somebody wants to uh, uh, sign up for coaching sessions with me, they can, uh, uh, where I can, I can walk you through and coach you. Uh, after you do the breathing, you can go into on one of the meditation, powerful meditation techniques I teach is sit down in stillness and to watch your breath as an observer as though you're sitting on a seashore and you're watching the waves come in and go you have no control over those waves you're just an observer the same way your breath is coming in and going out and you're just watching your breath and what this does is, this is a very, very powerful process. The moment we become conscious of our breath, we can separate our emotional state, our restless mind, from who we really are, which is the soul. As long as we are not aware of our breathing, we are going to be in this drama of life. The moment you separate yourself from breath and become an observer rather than a participant, what you've done is you've separated your restless monkey mind from your true power, which is soul. And that's the silence I'm talking about. And this silence is what you owe to yourself before you make an important decision. So you suggest you doing this practice, every day? Every day. This is what I practice. This is what uh, I practice two hours a day. <laughs> and all my, all my clients practice. Uh, it's just super powerful, and I, I, I cannot recommend this uh, high enough. Uh, it, if you want to succeed in life, you want to uh, get the most beautiful woman, and that's what I did. <laughs> and my success story is there to, uh, as, as an inspiration. I like that. That's great. 
So guys can do that every day and it can help. Twice a day. Twice a day. Twice a day. Yes. For how long? Yep. Morning and night. Uh, five to ten minutes in the morning and five to ten minutes in the night. Okay. So that's not so bad. And once you start, yeah, that's all, that's all you start. You always start small. Yeah, I meditate two hours a day because I've been doing it over 35 years, 34 years since I've been a little kid. Since I was five years old. You don't, you can't start. And it's very, very difficult. So start slow, five minutes. You owe yourself that. Just as nowadays, everybody is into fitness, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whether, whether it's the dating, love game, or if you want to, uh, everybody's into fitness, you better be fit. And you, and it's a process. You have to make some sacrifices. You have to follow a healthy diet. And you have to work out three, four times a week. You got to do cardio, blah, blah, blah. To make yourself look attractive. So what I'm saying here is, it's been tried and tested methods from India for 10,000 years on how to beautify the inside. So we are talking emotional fitness. We are talking spiritual fitness, which are several times more important, thousands of times more important than physical fitness. Why is and that? super important, particularly if you... Yeah, why is it? Because, okay, now I'll, I'll talk about the distribution. Uh, what the yogis believe, what we say, is only 10% of who you are is the body. 30% of who you are is your mind, your mind and emotion. And 60% of who you are is your soul. So if you're spinning four times a week in a gym and right eating, just for 10% of who you are, how much more time should you be spending on 90% of who you are? And now let's reverse this. If you, again, that's the reason, one of the reasons relationships don't work. When somebody, when you like somebody just for the body, what you're doing is you're focusing only on 10% of who they are. So the 10% of you is in love with 10% of another person. No wonder people empty. They have sex and it dies out after a couple of months or a couple of weeks. And they feel empty, then they move on to the next person and doing that again, the 10%. And then go around complaining, oh, I never got to know this person. Oh, I never got to, uh, I never knew that he was like this. Because you never explored yourself. Number one, I always say, work on yourself. Then, so once you start discovering the remaining 90% of who you are, you will start respecting the other person. They say, hey, what I'm seeing on the outside is 10%, and that's cute, that's great, but I'm also interested in the other 90%, and that's what takes the entire lifetime, that's what makes a relationship, that's what makes a marriage. So without understanding the structure, it's going to be very, very confusing, because, oh, she's hard, she's great, <laughs> but what else? The body, anything with matter, gross matter, has got limitation. Even like, let's say sex, for example. Sex, yeah, well, sex is people, oh, it's great. But there's hardly any, it goes over five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes. <laughs> Very rarely. Because at the body level, we have a limitation. You can only do so much. But at the mental, emotional, and spiritual level, it's infinite. Infinite, because thoughts are limitless. Emotional experiences are limitless. But we need to allow ourselves the opportunity experiences this remaining 90%. And that's the reason. Mental fitness, emotional, and spiritual fitness are more important than physical fitness because the structure of the universe, body is the smallest part of you. I like that. That is really powerful stuff. 
Vish, thank you for sharing this and making it so easy to understand and for guys to use this to start getting more in control of their emotional state and, like you said, reaching reaching their soul. So I think that's really cool. And, and, and for any guys out there who are still listening to this, you know, it may be a little out there for you. It may sound a little, little crazy, but I think it's worth a try, you know. I mean, it can't hurt, and there's been lots of studies done. I mean, on meditation that yeah, I know yeah. you know about fish, and I've read about that. It it really right, helps right. calm your mind down and connect you to yourself. Absolutely, everything I've said it's been it can be proven scientifically with what happens in your brain. Yeah, it's out there. Uh, it's just like a, ge- a genetics professor talking about DNA. We can think it's out there, but he can prove it. The same way we can prove. Uh, slowing breath down slows the mind down and it has some tremendous positive therapeutic effects of meditation everything i've said is backed by neuroscience awesome i love it if guys want to coach with you and want to take this to the next level how can they contact you uh uh, the first thing uh they can email me at uh vish v-i-s-h at yogaandlove.com y-o-g-a-a-n-d-l-o-v.com so it's vish and they can yoga also and love.com. Yes. And they can also go to my website, which is www.yogaandlove.com slash the hyphen book. And you can, they can read my book, which has tons of techniques. And it's got a couple of audio where I explain some very, very powerful techniques, which you can practice before you go out on a date. Awesome. I love it. Well, listen, I highly endorse working with you. So guys, if you're still listening, check it out. Check out his stuff. Loveandyoga.com slash the... No, yoga yoga and love.com. Oh, sorry. Yoga and love. Start with yoga. Yogaandlove.com slash the dash book. And then check out Vish, V-I-S-H, at... Yoga and love.com. <laughs> Fantastic. And let him know that you you found him on the How to Talk to Girls podcast. Vish, thank you so much. And thanks for coming on here and sharing some of this stuff. I mean, I've learned some new things today. I know about meditation, but this kind of brought it to a, a little bit of a different level. So I love learning things when I'm doing interviews. And I'm glad I was able to learn today. So thanks for sharing again. And thanks for being on here. It was an honor, Trip. Thank you. And our goal is to heal 15 million people, one five, with yoga and love. Awesome. I'm just throwing it out there. Well, we'll hopefully thank you. Thank we, you, put, sir. we put a little dent today from the listeners. So thanks again, and uh, <laughs> we'll talk soon.